Hey, it's Grant. Before the show starts today, I want to tell you about Hangover Destroyer. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you like to drink at night and be able to think in the morning, one shot of Hangover Destroyer lets you have all the fun and no side effects. Go to Hangover Destroyer's website, that's hdestroyer.com, write happy hour in the coupon code and get 30% off your order of Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. It's happy hour, y'all, and this is not Grant Morris. Where did Grant Morris go? Where did he go? This is Andrew Duhon filling in for Grant Morris this week. He's out of town, unfortunately. And I don't have a New New Zealand accent, I think, is the biggest problem here. Right, Sarah? That's a... The New Zealand accent actually gets it gets it every week. I you know I can't I can't master that, but I'll do my best. Happy Hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com, brought to us today by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a schedule that keeps you away from home, the folks at Petite Pet Care understand that some pets are fine going to the kennel or doggy daycare, but others prefer to comfort the comfort of their own home. I know I do. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at PetitePetCare.com. So. When you're, when you, when you walk into a bar in New Orleans and pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is, no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether you just got out of a limo or they just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour—a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. In this case, Wayfair on Ferret Street. Any first-timers to Wayfair, guys? Oh, yeah, loving the yeah. vibe. Yeah. Loving it, yeah, loving real nice vibe. here, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, don't you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh it's you very good there, don't you know. The uh, Wayfair restaurant here, if you hadn't tried, has the uh, best sandwich in town, if I had to say so myself. Unbelievable, it's restaurant, unbelievable. No doubt. And bar serving handcrafted food spirits by Chef Kevin White, who puts fine dining into a sandwich. That's not just some bullshit slogan. Chef Kevin White is a fine dining chef who has cooked alongside Mario Batali, among others. When you have a guy with this kind of fine dining experience making a sandwich for you, believe me, it's a whole other ball game. Casey, are you more of like a sailboats or canoes guy when it comes to sandwich, would you say? I'm definitely a kayaker. I like to go it alone, and uh, hmm. I try not to tip, keep it nice and easy. I'm a Cuban guy, you know what I mean? I mean, right. I'm not Cuban, but I like the sandwich. So. Right. How do you turn a Cuban sandwich into a kayak? Oh. Uh, you start with a raft. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two 50-gallon uh, drums. <laughs> <laughs> and um, call a couple friends. Yeah. Pray wait, for no storms. Wait for the Coast Guard. Um, you know, you know. This is making me realize now that you mentioned the Cuban sandwich, which is more, you know, oval shaped than the square that you're used to with the sailboats and canoes. So true. I love the I what? love the oval shape. Do you? Yeah. Well, here's here's what I'm thinking. If you have a circular bun, your only option in cutting that in half is like you don't have sailboats or canoes. There's no angle you can cut that at. It's oh, all I just. This was an existential question. Like, what are you like, no, a no, panda I'm, or a giraffe? I'm this just is an actual. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. Yeah. I'm right here. This is what's going on. This is where we are. Locked in. Sorry about that. Dirty do ha. Let me tell you who we're talking to. That's Casey O'Rourke, along with John Michael Early. Uh, they're from the band Flow Tribe. Hey, how are you? Thanks. Thanks for coming, fellas. Great to be here. And I understand you guys have a brand new record out. No, we do. Mm-hmm. Lovely. We, uh, just released it last week at uh, the old Tipitinas. Love uh, it. I heard it was crowded. It was crowded. Had a nice, had a nice little crowd out there. And four, uh, four digits of people. Oh. <laughs> mm. That's that's great. Was it? Was it really? It really was. Nice, man. It was that's a uh, it, you know it was a free Friday situation, and it was yeah. it was a good time. You know? Sold out a free show. Beautiful. <laughs> that's what we I did. mean. Shucks. It was a hard sell. But uh, it was a good time, and and the the new album is called Alligator White, and it's a collection of five brand new songs come from the brains and hearts and, most importantly, the soul of Flow Tribe. So, you know, we're excited to share it with the folks. I have one quick question. Is that a Nutria rat? It is a Nutria, actually. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, because I'm from Lafayette, Cajun country. We eat Nutrias. I mean, you know, it's it's a delicacy down there. I I live on the bayou. Not really, but (laughs) I do love a good Nutria rat. Have y'all ever seen the Spike TV show called Rat Bastards? No. It's about Nutrias. Killing them. I do love me a good Nutria. Maybe a Nutria coat. I don't like chinchilla. I like Nutria. Well, let's tell the listening audience who we're talking to first. Let me let me first get to the bio from uh, Flow Tribe here. Straight out of New Orleans and into your ear hole, Flow Tribe comes at you with a delicacy of 
That's right, right? Delicacy of a sledgehammer. They create backbone crack in music. Soul-shaking mixture of styles and sounds guaranteed to drive you wild. These are six season performers, although we only have two today. My, my you know, two favorite, though, you know. That's right. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, performers who have started uh, shared the stage with Trombone Shorty Juvenile and Bill Summers, just to name a few, a relentlessly touring band that plays major venues, festivals around the country, bringing them a heat and passion best described as bizarrely irresistible. Kella. Wow. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Love it. Wow. So we're going to hear some music today from you guys, or what? Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I just want to give a little backstory. We've been knowing Andrew Duhon for, mm. I mean... You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I'm, I'm taking the helm for the first time today in, 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 uh, in lieu of Grant not being here. And when I saw you guys on, it's like, ah, it'll be fine. We'll have a good guys. old time, you know? What great. you have is a classic Catholic League trifecta here. <laughs> Duhon representing... Uh, West Napoleon out there. That's Rumble, right. Rumble, Rumble Raiders. Raiders. Over here on Elysian Rumble Fields, Raiders. KC, uh, Brother Martin Crusader. Word up. And myself uh, at the top of that. Jesuit Jesuit Blue Jesuit. 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 <laughs> at the top. I heard, just tell me if this is true. I heard you two were both presidents of student council at your at your schools. <laughs> is that true or not? I don't want to brag. But is that true? <laughs> so y'all are both student council presidents. This is true, but um, <laughs> it's a continuing battle in the band. Had we gone to the same school, who right. would have taken the realm? Who would have won the election? It would have been some great speeches. You guys should have like a, a band president runoff and like have your have your contingent, your your fans kind of vote on who's the class president. You know, right. who's the best? You know, I mean, it all comes down to flyers, and uh, it all comes down to presentation and pizzazz. And I just think that well, in your speech, right? It's in his speech. Yeah, well, giving so, out free stuff too. Yeah, you got to bribe tootsie rolls, oh, whatever you got. Mm-hmm. Blow pops. Casey, drugs. Uh, yeah. Casey was the king of the pep rally at, mm-hmm. at Brother Martin. I'm glad I didn't have to directly compete with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he single-handedly orchestrated a 64-man <laughs> rock-paper-scissors uh, tournament that went on during the halftime of every basketball game. It was known That's around cool. the city. Around yeah. the world, around the even. World. And <laughs> we're sitting over there at Jesuit wondering, how can we top So I'm, I'm imagining you, you start with 64, and then the winner, you know, yada, 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 until you get right. down to one. Just like, right? the, uh, yeah, like the March Madness. That's know, cool. And what do they get whenever they're the one? a firm handshake and, then, and the knowledge that they, they did it. You and know what well I mean? They're the ones. Yeah. Yeah. job well done. Beautiful. Maybe like a fifth. Fifteen dollar gift certificate to Chili's. But, nice. You know, I don't Who get doesn't want that when you're a senior in high school? Well, really good stuff. Let me let me introduce everybody to everybody. Next up, we got Megan Call. How are you, Megan? It's Meg. It's Meg. It is Meg. It's I just, okay. It's okay know. though. I get that a lot. Yeah. Well, let me tell everybody about <laughs> Meg. Meg is an entertainment attorney with Keen Miller Law Firm and is a lifelong resident of New Orleans, Louisiana. She is proud to work in our Hollywood South. Is it Hollywood South or Hollywood of the South? What's the proper uh, nomenclature? There's a lot of things. The other LA, yeah, Hollywood yeah. South. Yeah. You know. Well, so she's handling production, legal, financing, tax credit transactions, and other corporate matters. She serves on the board of New Orleans Opera Association. Interesting. Is a member of Child, uh, Child's Wish of New Orleans and volunteers and supports various other nonprofit organizations around town. In her free time, Meg enjoys going to the beach, a glass or two of rosé at happy hour. Okay. Not lying. <laughs> and hanging out uh, with her husband Chris and their multi poo Billy Jean. Okay. Yeah. Multi poo is a I'm, I'm imagining a dog. Yeah, it's a Maltese and a poodle that just got crazy. Are you familiar with petite pet care by any chance? No, but now that you told me that, I'm going to call them. I see here you like going to the beach. Yeah, I mean, you know. You like long walks? No, I do not. I like short walks. Short walks. A lot of sitting, a lot of drinking rosé. All right, all right. Not a lot of walking. That's New Orleans. I like it. If next time you go out of town and you don't want want him multi-pooing all over the place, maybe call Petite Petite PetitePetCare.com. Next up. Didn't uh, Petite Pet Care, didn't they cook with Mario Batali one time? I think, yeah, if if, (laughs) if my memory serves me correctly i think that's exactly right yeah. you should try it meg yeah <laughs> next up we got Aaron J- eric jones how are you eric excellent thanks for coming by in 2008 eric and his partner ali aka distortion of the boston derby dame started the bruise boutique skate shop a roller Radical. skate store <laughs> specifically tailored to the roller derby community located in new england eric hoped hopped on board Early in the roller derby movement, uh, which has grown along with it, often called the world's fastest growing sport. Ever since moving to a larger location and expanding to ship all over the world, hosting the Northeast Derby Convention in Rhode Island, and last year opening a second location here in Old Metri, bruh, to serve the many leagues in the Gulf Coast. Cool, man. Were yeah. you at the running of the bulls with oh, the, all the roller derby girls? Yeah, that's a big, Were those some of your girls? That's a big event for us. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we hit it hard. We gave out fanny packs to all the bulls yeah. and... Uh, 
just I don't know. I had a good time. That's our biggest. Yeah. Oh, you went. Oh, yeah. Where it, where exactly in Metairie is the shop located? It's on Betts. It's uh, we're actually in a shop next to a business that sells makeup to the movies. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Connections. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we're putting it together. Yeah. So uh, what what do you sell? I guess besides skates and pads and yeah. helmets. Uh, I mean, mostly skates and pads and helmets. That's the Hardcore that's what you shit. need. But um, we do the funnest part is we do customs. So when people realize they're serious about roller derby, they get pretty addicted. And uh, when they're a few years in, they end up getting their their hot rods, you know. And so they'll get custom made, handmade leather boots in all different colors, and you nice. know the latest technology and plates and trucks and things like that. So that's like there's some hardcore girls that do this. Yeah, you like, can. You don't want to mess with them. No, you do not. Yeah. And, and next to Eric is Sarah Rieger. How are you? Doing wonderful. Yeah. Thank I, you. I don't have a bio on you, but wait, let me give this a shot. You are marketing with Covington Brewery. I'm their sales rep. Sales rep. I'm Covington Brewhouse's sales rep. Killer. I randomly came on the show a couple mm-hmm. months ago, and now That's I'm a right. co-host. Yeah. You asked good questions, so here you are. Um, beautiful. Well, have you thought about a, a career in roller derby as well as a side? I actually have. You have? I actually have. Uh, I'm looking into it. I was going to be Bone Crusher. That's going to be my nickname. Yeah. I'm going to be badass. That's a really yeah. big part about it, right? I mean, do you... No. You need a name, name. You, you know. No, no joke. There already is a bone crusher. Oh, of course, there is. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. All right, here's a question. So they do it in a like a velodrome, right? Like a. a the they used to. It's a it's a very long, uh, tumultuous history. But uh, they they always you know traditionally it was on a bank track. And yeah. uh, about ten years ago, when it had completely died, the '70s '80s version was uh, staged like wrestling mm-hmm. to kind of bring back an audience mm-hmm. and uh, that was really popular for a while so anyone who remembers watching on TV they saw the stage version on a bank track um, and then when that you know ceased being popular and went away uh, in Austin Texas maybe 11 years ago 12 years ago they started started up again but this time with flat track rules and that really was what and back to being a legitimate sport and that was what allowed it to propagate everywhere do you ever hear of girls getting pretty badly injured yeah they still get hardcore they're you know elbows to the face elbows to the face are illegal but uh there's some maybe like parking lot fights they still happen sometimes and uh you know and then that player gets ejected but it's mainly hockey rules it's shoulders butts and hips are mm-hmm. pretty are your weapons big booties so yeah let them so go at it at like a hockey game where they punch no no fights no, no they they keep it classy because you know it is a legitimate sport not that hockey isn't but it's uh <laughs> <laughs> it's uh you know they they keep it prof- you know the funny part is during a game they'll be pretty fierce and uh, really knock each other around and there are injuries but then at the end you have an after party and everybody's best friends of course nice uh, you know, speaking of bringing everybody together, I, now I'm having this vision. Wasn't there a popular music video at one time where the the rock band was like in between the track or inside of the track, right? And the roller derby was oh, going yeah. on around them. Is that, that a was. thing? Can you put a rock remember. band in there? While because I would go see. Not that I you wouldn't could. go see a roller derby. Yeah, game, they you know? they often in the in the older it's it's evolved a lot these ten years. So it used to be it used to be super kind of punk rock DIY uh, DIY, and it's, it is. It's, retain some of that but uh, it used to have bands all the time like they play during or after yeah. or at halftime cool. and things like that i and, can see uh, flow chad doing that get everybody took the words up. out of my mouth the ladies yeah. are you know getting some elbows right. <laughs> people are doing a mosh pit it sounds like a regular saturday night for me guys i don't know about <laughs> yeah. you a couple large ladies slam me around <laughs> come on baby we got jokes <laughs> is this thing on all right god bless america Great to be uh, here. Beautiful day. Beautiful, beautiful day. day. Hot it. as hell, though. What's the deal? Hot September. <laughs> I have a question for you. Tell us, do you have a lot of high-profile clients? Some. And you can't say names. Name names. No, oh. I can't. I you never can't can. say, okay. I never but put I mean, bio, you know, anything in my bio now. Ted Smith? 
How about uh, Manjabina Loli? How about that? But you've heard, you've had some crazy cases. Yes, I'm actually working on something very super secret right now. But super it will be, secret. Uh, revealed in the next few weeks, and uh, it's going to be maybe TMZ worthy. No, it's it's pretty good. Uh, it's not a movie. It's not a concert. It's a combination of a lot of different things. Um, but I'm not at liberty right now to just okay. divulge right. the details. Are you hiring but... entertainment at this point? Is there room for a possible Andrew yes. Duhan Flow Tribe collab? <laughs> yes. What's up? Let's Actually, do this. Yes. Inside of a velodrome. Yeah, I was gonna say. Let's yeah. bring in the the, the Bruce Boutique let's and let's put skaters yeah, let's, around it too. I'm feeling know, synergy. Just are you guys out. cool with performing naked? That's of course. Of the they have socks. They could do the red hot chili peppers thing. Okay, that yeah. will work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm into Wheels it. are turning. Oh, feels Questions great. Questions will be asked. Mm-hmm. I'll get into. I'll get into this. <laughs> what's what's uh if we if we did, if we did a super group what would it be called? Sons of Duhan, sons of, you know, <laughs> just Andrew and the Sons of Duhan. All right, wait, back to the record. Let's talk about the record for a minute. Uh, how many tracks on the record, the Flo- new Flow Tribe record? Uh, there are five, five Andrew. Beautiful. Well, Thank how you, long since uh since last release? Uh, about a year. Beautiful. About a year. We did uh we had a. I guess a year and a half ago we came out with Painkiller, which was uh, uh, our EP before this, and then we did a live album called At Capacity, and then this is uh, our newest EP, uh, Alligator White, and the name just kind of comes from the fact that you don't see a lot of white alligators, and we kind of see our band as this kind of rare mixture between rock and funk and blues and just kind of whatever comes out, and so we kind of see our music as this rare mixture and we're like a bunch of little white alligators out there just trying oh, to survive so cute, poor thing. in the Look swamp at with your blue eyes His getting picked up by pelicans. Alligators. Just feed <laughs> him some Nutria rats, don't so, you know? So it's all original music? Yeah, it's all original music cool. and uh, yeah, we just had, we had a blast making it with uh, your good buddy and ours, uh, Mr. Eric Heigl. We oh, love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. What, was, what were some of the most memorable concerts y'all have ever been to? Mm. Just great. You, you go there and you're just like, wow, this is just the craziest thing I've ever done in my whole life. Uh, just a, a, as an attendee? As a flow track. As a performer. Uh, as the, a performer. The, the best one ever was this past Friday because uh, Alan Toussaint came and sat in with wow. us for two songs. No kidding. That's uh, great. That's cool. We're actually retiring after this interview. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. That's amazing. You've met the top. You just, there's yeah. no, nothing higher you can yeah. do. We knew it was a possibility. He had another gig in town, and um, we learned uh, Last Train is one of our favorite Toussaint uh-huh. uh, songs. Nice. And, Wow. He just kind of showed up, started, hit the piano. We didn't, no rehearsal, we didn't know what to expect. Oh, but it, it, all, it all worked out. Yeah. That is cool. Do y'all have any, like, pre-concert uh, rituals that you do? Um, <laughs> not specific. Like, you get around in a big circle and you, like, say different things. Oh, or you're like, yeah. you have, like, a, you know, a chant or anything like that? No, mm, nothing like that? Do, uh, we used to do some kind of a clap, but it got pretty lame, so uh, it stopped. What yeah. was the, do you think you could do the clap for us? It was just, uh, what kind that's of, why it's What kind of clap? <laughs> but nobody knew what they were doing, yeah, yeah, so it was kind of So everybody was kind of... Yeah. A bunch of white guys clapping. Yeah, exactly. And playing funk. So. All, over the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all right. over the place. Well, why, don't we, why don't we play a track that, that sounds better yes. than the clap? Yeah. Who what, wants uh, to hear the clap? What, what track should we, uh, should we play for the people? Let's hit them with that number one track, Give Me a Line. Give Me a Line. Classic New Orleans Classic party. Story. How about that? Can we cue that up, DJ?
Flow Tribe Alligator White Record. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the name of the record. The track is called Give Me a Line. Give me a line. What's Give Me a Line mean? Well, um, has a, it's really up to your interpretation, Andrew. Um, <laughs> as you notice in the first verse, it says, I went to Snake and Jake's. All right, I didn't um, catch that. So, you know, it can go a lot of ways. I really wish Casey were sitting here right now. Um, I'll be back in no time. He's at the I'm bar. Sure. But, um, yeah, can we bring that up? Again, in a, uh, in a little yeah, bit. totally. We'll, we'll, ask we'll think him about in just it. A I second. mean, give me a line. It could be a fishing it line. Yeah. It could be. Why don't you give me a line? Like a phone line, yeah. call, girl. Yeah. Why don't you tell me something? Give mm-hmm. me a line. There's yeah. a lot of lines. Feed me there. a. All oh, kinds yeah. Of lines. yeah, yeah. So, uh, what are you playing on that track? Um, I'm playing the electronic organ, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. That uh, yeah. that little intro thing. Yeah, and then some other like normal organ sounding stuff. Yeah. We had a lot of friends sit in on the. Album two, um, Joe Shirley does nice. a lot of keyboard work. Yeah, he came and Joe. helped us out. I'm an infant on the keyboard, so he just um, yeah, if anything yeah. sounds good, it's probably Joe. Yeah, um, and uh, some other singers. We had another track coming up. Uh, Alexi Marti is mm. a percussionist. Been in New Orleans for about eight years, but he came straight from Havana, mm. and he went to uh, came here to, on an exchange to go to UNO oh, cool. to uh, to study music, but one of the best percussionists in the city wow. without a doubt so he just came in and basically ran like five tracks and just owned it mm-hmm. basically yeah. one take on each one maracas congo yeah so kind of you're stuff. kind of the multi-instrumentalist of the band correct um yeah i'm i'm, I'm pretty partial to baseball analogies so okay utility, <laughs> utility player, player. Yeah. yeah beautiful I grew up playing ball so uh, yeah, same. it makes more sense if it were if it were basketball because there's I would be the sixth man. Six um, man. There's six of us on stage, but yeah. 
We'll stick with baseball. Yeah, you, you, utility. Yeah. So maybe uh, who are we gonna go with? Uh, man, I don't, I don't Mark, know enough. Um, Chuck Knobloch, Mark Lemke. Oh, that's a good one. Dating Knobloch, myself yeah. here. Yeah. That's great. Casey, mm -hmm. I have a question for you. Sure. Um, you play trumpet and vocals in the band, right? That's right. A la Louis Prima. Right. Yeah, yeah. Killer. So was it always that way? Did you always kind of? Uh, it, it, it's always interesting to me someone who who doesn't have to actively play an instrument necessarily and focuses on the vocal the whole time yeah. and thus you kind of like you got that I don't know what to do with my hands <laughs> some people mentality right, you know? right. it's sure. tough you know so they might just like grip the mic with a death grip or or just get weird just noodle arms you know yeah. you, you're a natural at that kind of thing was it always that way all, or, you're always flowing you just have it in you you're just like it's just something just, something's happening I don't oh, know what's going on I mean you're just funky I think that thank you so much I think that uh, yeah the trumpet definitely helps I mean especially early on you're looking for any kind of you know you're just you're up there on stage I'm just talking about like our early you know development and stuff it's like you don't know you're still like yeah what do I do with my hands you're up here you're, you're very nervous and uh, you're just trying to not sweat as much but I think with, with I played oh, I'm sorry. and uh, I played trumpet in uh, grammar school and it was always something, I mean, since we were kind of a New Orleans band, we always wanted some kind of brass. And I was like, if there's a way that Got I can to. incorporate that, then, you know, I'd love to do it. And mm -hmm. so uh, it's, it's been fun to kind of go back and forth between it, but it is, it is kind of a tricky balance where it's like a lot of times we may want a horn part while I'm singing. It's like, that's, that's just physically impossible. Right. But, you know, in New Orleans, we always have, you know, buddies of our, you know, James Martin and of all these other characters, these, uh, these other horn players that... Mm -hmm. You know, on the road we can't take them, but you know, in New Orleans we, we get loose with. Yeah, we'll with give them. Uh, they're on this record too. Uh, in addition to James, we got Jeremy Phipps and Ian Smith. Yeah. Uh, Phipps on the trombone, Smith on the local yeah. fellas, man. Yeah. Ian oh, on the trombone. They get, they, those boys get around. Time, man. Yeah, so, it looks like y'all have so much fun up we do. there. We do. Absolutely. Do y'all throw huge band parties afterwards? I wish. Crazy band parties. <laughs> They'll With go all home. the ladies. They'll go home to their girlfriends. Is what happens. I'd so. like to know what y'all's like, rider looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Our what? Your rider. When your requests are for backstage, you want only white M&Ms. What's, what's the deal with that? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of a Wheat Thins band, so we just oh, go okay. Wheat wow. Thins, cottage cheese, just, you know. and Keeping it healthy. healthy. Keeping yeah. it healthy. I'm going to get some meat on your bones, boy. <laughs> that's right. You know, the basics, the staples, your Wheat Thins, your, uh, Maybe your Triscuits. Maybe a little OJ. Maybe a little OJ. Yeah. Maybe a little, a little OJ. I don't know. Uh-oh, 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 come on, a little bit of, a little, uh, swish it around, yep, I think you should add hummus to that, and I think you're good to go, hummus would be fantastic, hummus is like artistic by itself, I think so, well, I know Andrew has in his rider a life-size kitty litter box, which is strange, but he refuses to use standard restrooms, and I'm always like, dude, you know, it's a zen thing, I can't explain it, it's just a feng shui thing that I can't just makes feel good, exactly, y'all have Ever done it before? Weird. I know. It feels he, nice. You know, there's one time where Casey walked into the green room and I was still like kicking the, the litter back where it was like awkward because you know I had finished, but I was still. You, you, know, you were embarrassed. Yeah. You were embarrassed. Yeah. That's fine. But, uh, Meg, I have a question for you. Sure. <laughs> so um, I understand. I mean, we're we're Hollywood of the South now mm -hmm. because, or maybe not chiefly because, or maybe chiefly because of the tax credit situation after Katrina. Is that true? Yeah. That's so, a big deal, yeah. Tell, tell people about that, because nobody knows what's going on. I know. I, I think a lot, including the people who are dealing with them every day, don't really know what a tax credit is, because it sounds like a very foreign, weird thing. I mean, I think the second you hear the word tax, you just shut down. You're like, mm. oh, I don't want to deal with that. But um, it's actually like a pretty uh, pretty interesting process. If In Louisiana, if you spend a dollar on a... On a, if you've already registered and you've gone through the process, I'm skipping a lot of steps, but if you um, have a Louisiana entity and you spend a dollar in the state towards a production, you get 30 cents back for every dollar that you spend. Oh, wow. Huge. So when you get, at the end of the day, you spent you know, a million dollars, you get a tax credit certificate from the state that says you own $300,000 worth of tax credits. Wow. You can turn those back into the state, and the state will buy them at 80 cent, 85 cents on the dollar. Wow. Or you can sell them in the um, market to brokers like FBC Film Credit. Give me a little shout out back there. Um, and there's a you know there's a, a hefty market for that. And then those brokers in turn sell them to people like you and I. And so if you have a the way this benefits people like us, if you have a ten thousand dollar tax liability that you have to pay the state, and you, right. you're like I'm not paying that, you can go to a tax credit broker and buy ten thousand dollars worth of tax credits. But you'll only pay you'll pay a broker eighty eight cents or eighty nine cents. So you'll pay eighty nine eighty eight hundred or eighty nine hundred dollars. Yeah. 
and you'll the state will recognize it as ten thousand dollars. So you save twelve hundred bucks, eleven hundred bucks. Yeah. So it, the trickle down effect is pretty good. Are we the only state that does that? No. Uh, there's uh, almost all the states do that. We are the best competitive state with, in terms of the benefits we're offering. We don't have caps. We don't have bubble line caps. We don't. All kinds of stuff that's really technical, but uh, it's pretty much us in Georgia. Okay. So, so how is it that in in a, what ten years time we become the third ranking? You know, are number we, one we the now. first? Oh, really? Number one. Number yeah. one. Mm-hmm. So we, were, they, were we the first with the tax credits, or just like grossly better than everyone else? What's no, we. I mean, there was a study done by uh, L.A. Film, uh, which is a nonprofit group out of Los Angeles. It showed uh, the, you know, 108 top uh, grossing or most highest budget movies of uh, 2013 or 2012 and of that you know the highest amount were made in Louisiana and the second highest were made in um, I think it, we were top by a lot and it goes to show you that we can do we can handle a lot of big budget films in one year but we can also handle a lot of different small budgets in the same you know at the same time period and also in that same category it was, I mean study was really interesting because they broke it out by like if Louisiana was if they were filmed in Louisiana, what city they were supposed to be or what place. And we were never just Louisiana. It was, we were New York, we were LA, we mm-hmm. were, we were supposed to be, I mean, Battleship Los Angeles was filmed here. Like really? we've been everywhere. Wow. So we, you can make Louisiana look like a lot of different places. So that's a huge thing. I think the top two reasons why we have what we have now is the tax credits and then the infrastructure. Because mm-hmm. if you have tax credits, that's great. But if you like pull people from other states and bring them over here and teach them how to do it, mm-hmm that's a waste of your time or if you have to you know if you don't have manpower on the on the ground and you don't have studios to put them in you're an uphill battle you got to go somewhere else like LA or New York and uh, or Vancouver so we've we've provided all those middle layers all those um, auxiliary groups like hair and makeup props lighting everything has come down here now and now has a subsidiary or is primarily based out of Louisiana which is awesome so wow. like you can totally do start to finish anything. in Louisiana and you're fine. You can earn tax credits on start to finish as well, which is awesome. And yeah, that- I was just down uh, St. Charles by Tulane and yesterday, and uh, there was some huge film mm-hmm. going on. You know, yeah, there's a ton like going a, on right now. A couple, like a month ago, there was another thing at the Collins Hotel. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of stuff going on all the time. It's it's really crazy. I just I read an article the other day um, about how Louisiana. I think this. I don't know if it's verified. I don't know if there's a way to verify it, but um, we had one of the largest in my calculation of franchise films being filmed in one state at one time in one season like wow. we had terminator 5 with fantastic four um you know whatever the 80th version of that is we had terminate we had uh jurassic park. jurassic park 4 we had i mean we had like so many franchise films being done here now we're gonna have terminator 6 we're gonna have uh rambo or whatever there's a million rambo. movies that, there's gonna be a lot of those franchise films they come here and they all do it in one season in one state that's like so it's so much crew that's so much infrastructure that's so much work and we pulled it off and I think that that was really highlighted by this year's Emmys where two of the award winners thanked Louisiana crew members it was awesome it was all the people from Coven who won it and awesome. those, those tax credits extend to music as well did you yeah. guys take advantage of that at all or, you know you familiar with this stuff sorry I wasn't paying attention what was that <laughs> did you guys take advantage of any tax credits that, that what's exist a tax you? credit <laughs> If you record in New Orleans, you, pay uh, tax. you, you, you yeah. get the same uh, opportunity as, as mm-hmm. she was describing, 30 cents on the dollar, it sounds like. And I don't think, or at least I believe that it is true that you don't actually have to get up to whatever the, the, the number is. You can just be a part of a studio that can lump you into other projects. And yeah. they can submit it as just a big collaboration project mm-hmm. and still get that opportunity, you know? I don't do a lot with sound recording, but there's, I mean... People do it all the time. It's probably one of the lesser, uh, you know, popular credits because people don't know how to use it that much. And yeah. I think people, the film groups, they come in. They're, they we put this down. And now it's a science we could do it in our sleep. But um, that we have a live entertainment credit where if you start your concert out of um, New Orleans, like Taylor Swift started her concert out of New Orleans, she gets a tax credit for all the prep work and all the stuff and stage right. coordination, all the union stuff that she had, put that together. She carries it on, but that base, as long wow. as it hits the minimum, she's she Well, qualifies. now y'all, y'all have a lawyer to she tell y'all about oh, all this. It's clearly reached some sort of tipping <laughs> Hand point. Hand grenades. <laughs> we're, we're now, we, you go to Cannes and you're like, the rock star. Everybody wants to talk to you. Like, oh, you know about Louisiana film? Like, it's like, flies to the meat. Mm-hmm. So we're going, my dad and I are going to a, uh, a panel in Los Angeles in a month. 
and we do a lot of these and we have um, we give presentations on how to come to Louisiana and make your film cool and they're packed because people are like we, we know it's good but we just don't understand how it's done how much of these people are, are taking advantage of the fact that New Orleans and even Louisiana it kind of it has a je ne sais quoi you know it's got a mm-hmm. it's got a feel it's got a vibe it's got a look you go down to the French Quarter to find a place to film it's a, it's a place that's slowly receding into the Mississippi River and won't be around forever and it's got that vibe about it how many people are capturing that on film or they're just coming here for the credit no i think there's a it's, it's a hefty hefty mix of both and i think the art i'll tell you this working with a lot of people they love their talent loves being here because there's no paparazzi presence yeah they can literally walk down the street brawless naked if they wanted Not no one would BS. take no one would take a picture or care who they are they're sitting in commanders and literally no one's whipping out the iphone it's just it's not that environment here and they like that it's old school and weird and they can just kind of fit in and blend in and they can go to Blue Nile and watch a show and not get mobbed and literally have a really good time where you cannot do that in LA you cannot do that in New York it's, it's a very different vibe here and I think the the powers that be like putting talent here because they work better and I think that that's evidenced by how many films have won Oscars and Emmys being made in Louisiana I mean there's a huge number of them in the last couple of years because the creativity and the comfort and the ease and the just everything melds together and it produces really good work. Wow. It's, it's really, it's it's real. Have you guys, uh, Flow Tribe guys, have you guys ever had your music in film? Um, Maybe a music we have video. had, I, I want to say that we were just approached recently for, for that. I think there was a documentary or something. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but uh, it's it's definitely an avenue that, you know, as, as a songwriter yourself, you know, it's like something that you want to explore. It's one of those things where if you do get it in TV or film, that's, that's just that mailbox money. You know what I mean? You yeah. wake up, you put it in mm-hmm. your pocket. Um, yeah. But, and that's always something we're trying to explore is how do we make money not doing anything or doing something once <laughs> and then making money yeah. off of Invent that Invent an app. Right. It's, it's yet, yet another one of those juggling batons, right, when you've already got five up in the air and, oh, I, of course, I should submit myself for consideration at this or that right. film or, or contact that supervisor. But you've already got a million things up in the air and maybe every now and again you want to pick up your instrument and write a new song. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. So that's, that, it's the ever, un, you know, incessant battle. I would have thought y'all would have been contacted by somebody with Treme. They were down here and they were using everybody. I would have thought y'all would have. Well, call me. Don't make them feel. Don't make them feel bad no, about no, it. I'm Poor not, little thing. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm shocked because you guys are one of the more better known groups here. So you know, I, I don't know with, what the deal was. There. I think with Treme, they were trying to do it chronologically, right. and uh, some yeah. of the stuff was like we kind of got started. You know, 2006, 2007, we were really yeah. starting to come, you know, into our own at that point. So, I mean, we could we could have probably given them like a killer like demo <laughs> tape, you know, yeah. recorded on a cassette or something. But. Eric, have you gone to see these guys play yet? No, not yet. They I'm, are fine. When's the next show, fellas? I dug the song. Voodoo. Yeah, I, yeah, voodoo. yeah, yeah. We'll be at Voodoo um, on November 1st. I think we'll be at down the street. We'll be down. Gossip. Was that? Oh yeah, and uh, Halloween night we'll Great be at uh, cool. we'll, we'll be we'll kind of be on tour tonight. We're heading up to uh, to Mississippi. We'll be doing a, a couple nights in Mississippi out nice. there. But we're always on the road. You know how it is. Where's sure. the farthest y'all have ever been to play a show? Uh, Boston or Key West? That's it. Yeah, Boston, yeah. Key West, yeah. Colorado. And is the crowd the same? Do you feel like? The crowd up in Boston is, you know. Everywhere is just like here. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's so idea. Everyone wears beads and. Uh, <laughs> is it fun? I mean, oh, people yeah, up no, there, sure. they're awesome. Well, it's. Boston's yeah, a tough uh, music town, I know. It's, mm. it's not. People are not enthusiastic about music there. So. Oh, bean town. <laughs> so did you, did you, spend, did you spend, spend the entirety of your life before moving to New Orleans, Eric? Uh, in Boston, um, I, well, I've never lived in Boston proper, but right. yeah, in the in the greater metro area, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's it's a part of what we love here is that uh, the culture is is so radically different. It's really like uh, just anecdotally, what I tell people to explain the difference is that if you were a regular at a bar and you went there every day and you found out someone you know's band was playing there, you wouldn't go that night. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the night you right. yeah. like, it's, 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 it's like negative enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm and curious how their show went just because I'm 
I'm a little bit is of be, a is it cynic of the sh- about the music up there. Is it different, or is it just the is it the listener or the music? It's uh, it's two things. It's one thing we run into with the roller derby store is that everyone's too cool for school in the Northeast oh, yeah. in general. So that includes New York and Philly and you know the rest of New England and all that. Um, it's it's a uh, real. It's not a huge problem, but it is a problem because uh, roller derby relies on fans attending. And uh, down here and really the whole rest of the country, people are very enthusiastic when their city has a derby league and they're excited and they go. I think the girls here drink for free in a lot of places. You know, like they're well, people are excited to have a roller derby league as they should be. Of course. But in, like, uh, you know, Boston, New York. New York's the best team in the world by far, huh. and no one cares in New York. And it's, it, anywhere else it would be. You know, they got to hit the road, man. For, they got to come down south, They boy. do. They do. They do come here, actually. Because uh, they, they love North it here. Yeah, yeah. Your lady. She plays for <laughs> the Boston Massacre. Is oh, her ooh, team. Yeah. They're probably top What's her nickname? 20 in the world. Distortion. Distortion, oh yeah. What are some of the crazier nicknames you've heard of? Well, at the store, we have um, the people working in the store. We have Badass Mama, Anorexia. Anorexia. uh, Who do we have? Space Invader. uh, Shark Week used to work there. I like that. Shark Week. And uh, And some of the teams, like what are some of the teams? Do y'all have... Um, yeah, the so the, the New Orleans is the Big Easy Roller Girls. And there's just one team in New Orleans, right? There's actually, um, there's a few. There's a more, the Big Easy Roller Girls are the more uh, serious competitive team. There's like a Hardcore. sanctioned world league right now for women, yeah. um, the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, and uh, they play in that. And they actually, it's like the farm league. They just came back from uh, the playoffs in, uh, where was it? Minnesota. Oh. And uh, so that was pretty cool for them. And um, I don't know. I and can you skate on, you know, roller skate? I, or yeah, can you I roller go, blade? I skate recreationally. Or, you know. Roller blades are, are kind of uh, taboo in our world. Um, <laughs> so, like, I would look really nice and some roller blades <laughs> when I was like nine, like, ten years I old. I love a roller blade. I love no. a good roller blade. Yeah. What happened to those? I love a good roller blade. Do they rock oh wrist God. protectors or is that weird too? No, that's required. Yeah, they nice. really, they really gear up. They're wearing like suits of armor almost. Makes sense, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they really get whacked around, and uh, you know, like my fiance. Uh, dislocated her shoulder hmm. a couple times, and she played through it too. They're all kind of they always play through. In Where would be the best place to go roller skating? Here, yeah, Audubon. like on a on a date or something. City Park. Roller skating? Yeah, but City Park to, or Audubon Park. What if you Park. didn't have roller skates? Like to go to a roller Airline. rink? Air, yeah, Airline, Airline Skate Center. Yeah. Yeah, where where is it that there's is not that, many options? Is that yeah. where they? Is that ranks. where the New Orleans roller derby team? I want to have a birthday party there. They actually, uh, which is pretty common, roller derby. They rent a warehouse, okay, um, because okay. they they practice a lot. They yeah. they practice three or four times a week for hours. When's the next? Uh, this derby? weekend, uh, they're playing a team from Denver. So I heard Flow Tribe will be there. That's gonna be a really good one. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, play I think, in, I think play at this in the point we need track. to. Oh, we need to, we need to go ahead and just push this I forward. I mean, all right, just think about it. Flow Tribe playing, roller derby's kicking ass. Like, yeah, there's no way ladies. this isn't gonna Everybody's work. Everybody's like pushing everybody. People are rocking and rolling. We'll get a couple kegs. We'll get a couple kegs. We'll be doing keg stands. Who doesn't want to be there? All right, so let's let's play one more Flow Tribe song off the new record, and and Eric can really think on this and present it to Allie as, <laughs> I will, a, yeah. as a thing. Bring, you know? bring it to what the Big Easy Roller. Girls. We're gonna play the last song on the record. I think, mm-hmm. and this is I think it's appropriate for uh, some roller some roller girl action. Roller Derby action. Now this one's Perfect. called "Won't Be Long." It's kind of a uh, uh, hard-driving little little blues number, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Just well, Alley yeah. Distortion. If you're out there, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking you down, Distortion. <laughs> <laughs> I want you. <laughs> Yeah. 
That y'all flow tribe, y'all. Thank you so much, and it's been a pleasure to be a part of this today. It was uh, yeah, so man. much fun, yeah. So, uh, cool. where, where can the people pick up the new record, Alligator White? Uh, we just want to make sure that uh, if you want to get it digitally, you can get it on iTunes right now, and also if you want a hard copy. Head on over to flowtribe.com, get yourself a little little disc, mm-hmm. um, and it'll be available at all online retailers in, in two weeks after iTunes. So, yeah, right now, definitely iTunes and uh, flowtribe.com. Get that. Brand new EP, Alligator Woo! White from Flow Tribe Records. Oh, yeah, and go, ca- go catch a live show because these guys are great live. Uh, yeah, yeah. Halloween night at Gasa Gasa and November 1st at Voodoo Fest. They're too. really fun. Yes, so I we're, like uh, we're not going to let you leave without some hangover destroyer, gentlemen. <laughs> there we go. I can't imagine you guys can need this at any point. But, uh, <laughs> there's six, six hangover destroyers for six of you guys. It's wow. uh, it's an herbal supplement that, uh, well, as you can imagine, destroys your hangover. Would you so. want for the sound guy, too? I'm pretty sure yeah, we, I was can, thinking, we can arrange I might, that. I might want one, also, too. I, a, you know, I have a birthday. Graham, I got a bachelor party coming up. If you could hook me up, too. Uh, well, thank you all so much for having yeah, us. I really appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. guys. All right.
Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is a rock and roll song right there. I love that. Rock and roll, nice. yeah. yeah. Hello. So wait a minute. Off off the mic just then, we were talking, and John Michael was telling me about the vocal effect that was what? Was it halfway through? Oh, uh, yeah, about a 512. Yeah, tell him that story because it's really interesting. <laughs> um, we were uh, trying to figure out what vocal effect Alan Toussaint used um, for Southern Nights yeah. throughout the whole thing. And um, Googling it, I couldn't find it anywhere online. And we were in the studio late that week recording actually that night later and um, we had been recording some organ organ parts and the organ plays with this big amplifier called a Leslie and so we decided to try to put the vocals through the Leslie and boom that's what it was yeah. wow. so the wow. really good and yeah. the Leslie is a, is a, a console that has a what helped me out here but it's like two horns that that rotate exactly and they're being recorded so you can hear them kind of coming and you can speed it up slow it down thing yeah and did you speed it up or slow it down or just kind of kept it at one that was on fast yeah staying fast it's killer you know I didn't even know you could run a vocal through a Leslie that's awesome yeah you just got to get the right right tools for the job just like anything you know we're talking trucks over here titanium trucks is basically the same thing were we talking trucks I forgot about magnesium magnesium oh you mean off the mic yeah the hot new material do you own a truck Eric aircraft aluminum no no bummer what are you what are you riding around nowadays what kind of whip you got the, the wife is a proud Mini Cooper owner. So uh, I thought you were about to say minivan. No, but we have a, we have a Rav Four for the sake of uh, going to events. We pra- need it's to, practical. I mean, yeah, we need to pack yeah. up. We need to pack totally up. Totally fair. Go to events. No, I mean you know you're you're roller derby people. Yep. Nobody's nobody's hating on you. you yeah. What are you driving, Andrew? I'm driving days. an SUV. You know, funny you mentioned trucks because just the other day I was driving down a, the ramp and it was a little rainy and I might have, you know, might have not paid attention quite as much as I should have, but I, I kind of just nicked the guy in front of me. But what happened is my bumper just like clipped over his uh, trailer hitch. So when he pulled up, just pulled my entire bumper off. Such a bummer. Yeah. Well, you went to Rumble, so it was probably jacked up. What? Three or four <laughs> yeah, inches. it was. It was a good. Yeah, it was up there. Yeah, and, system uh, in the back. You know, I'm just I love glad he did. High schools here just like hate each other. Like y'all like so give each other so much crap. I mean, uh, you know, on the back it says, uh, you know, I've got the white letters on the windshield. It says, "Picture me riding." Or you know, no fear. No fear. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No fear. Yeah. It's, it's been you're, a, you're that guy. Yeah. You're the musician guy from Rumble. Who? Yeah. Uh, that still has a jacked up truck. I got I got dreams, man. You know, I got the mascots. Baby. What year were you, Rummel? Uh, I graduated in 03. Wow. Ooh, nice. God, you're old. <laughs> oh, okay, I was 02, oh, yeah. so why don't you just. I graduated okay. in That's the right. 90s. Uh, Meg, Meg over here, I, I was not expecting this. Time out. When did you graduate, John? I graduated college in 01. 05. Okay. Well, I, were, pff, yeah. you know, come I graduated on. in college in yeah we were watching uh spongebob you probably don't even know what that is <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't watch cartoons man You're i was busy ass. way too serious I was busy while listening to rock and roll <laughs> mm-hmm. but i love jim morrison huh? i didn't you know Me i was neither. yeah don't no I, I was doing like the uh singer songwriter thing and the, like the delta blues stuff i was into one of my friends in college had a theory that you could tell how big a loser someone was by when their doors phase was and how long it lasted. <laughs> ah, right. And right as we were talking about, some guys like, oh, you're talking about the doors? Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the first CD I ever bought, I was in middle school, probably fifth grade. I bought G11 Special Sauce, mm, Philadelphia. What? Yeah. People had, you know, one. Backstreet Boys and mm. stuff. I was rocking That's out. That's strong. That's, That's strong. Album. Eric, first CD. Let's go. Uh, I think uh, I'm a little older, I guess, so if that can be a disclaimer. That's but, fine. Uh, I think it was, they were both Christmas gifts, and it was U2 War and uh, Mozart. Oh, from what my, was the oh, first, from my first one? You went into the store to get From them. my grandmother. Yeah, what's the first one you got? Uh, the, one, the first one I got on purpose was probably probably Nirvana. Right. Nice. Smells like Strong. Yeah. Yeah. Meg, go ahead. Let's hear it. Green Day, Dookie. Yeah, oh, I remember that one, yeah. Good one. That was such a good age. That was my good second one. right behind uh, Criss Cross's uh, Totally Crossed Jump. Out. Wow. Yeah, that was my first cassette. Jump, jump. I missed the bus. Once again, folks, he went to Rummel High School. Don't play. Everybody loved that back in the day, okay? Man, I drove a Corolla and I had you know I went I remember going on eBay trying to figure out how I could trick it out I really did I tried to find like a rear spoiler or something some, you know, some, uh, some of those what are they called oh yeah the, the spinning rims spinning this is when eBay like one out of five chances you were getting ripped off for <laughs> yeah. sure on eBay yeah, a printout totally. of the rim would come in yeah, yeah. Did you that? yeah. were you 
Dookie? My first album was Green Day Dookie. Do we album. have a best friend? Do album we just best friends? It's really my my one of my best friends, hot older sisters. Hey, so. y'all, you know, Come on, y'all. I don't want to age myself, but I am pretty much the senior here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, no, you might be no, more I senior think than I won. I. I graduated college all one, and oh, I was okay, late. Yes, you. Okay. I was Ooh. late too because I was enjoying college too much. Yeah, his, his first CD was <laughs> Mozart. You know how long ago that but, was. Uh, <laughs> but but a funnier story is my first tape because uh, in elementary oh, yeah, school. All right, all right. Elementary school, I proudly got, uh, you know, for a Christmas or a birthday or something, I got the New Kids on the Block, like the breakout album, Mm -hmm. and they're from Boston, so that was a little bonus, but, uh... They, I brought it to school, and I was so, I was so proud to show off that I had a tape. Like I was a big kid, I got a tapes, you know. Yeah. So I showed someone, one of my classmates, and he just died laughing at what a, you know, not cool person I was. Let's say. Aww. Oh no. Did anybody listen to Motown Philly? Motown Philly back again. I think my second CD was the. It was the um, Puff Daddy, and oh, yeah. when, you know when uh, Biggie died, and he did yeah. that like every breath he took. Oh god, it was such a good one. Mm. He, he wrote it was that, right? There. He didn't steal that song, right? <laughs> yeah, we got this. He appropriated it. <laughs> it's okay. Have we talked about spinning wheels on a on roller derby? You know, wheels. Uh, have, are, are we talking rims on the roller skates yet? When's that going to come out? No, you know, it's long overdue. So is like the light up LEDs. People ask about. Have been asking about that for years. That's overdue. That they're they're so serious now that this, now that it's multinational sport and it's it gets pretty intense at the top levels. And so they really are get into like performance urethanes and and. The minutia of you know mm. different urine. It's really gross. It's really technical and not exciting. Mm. I miss. There is sparkle wheels that people still get excited about. I do like a good sparkle. We wheel got now. Hello Kitty wheels. Mm. Beyonce yeah. and Hello video. Let's just go back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's so good. Nice. Yeah. So that, I have a ge- like a general question because yeah, yeah. roller derby is like yeah, so over my head, uh-huh. just much like podcasts. We'll go on Saturday. Um, oh, good point. Um, can you wear like whatever you want? Or are there like clothing restrictions? I had that Could same I question. Pop out in like a cape and like mm, yeah. pop all over in my cape or no? So no there, that that's also been part of this ten-year evolution. It used to be a, a lot more crazy. There was like a lot of fishnets and tutus and uh, you know people just going bonkers with whatever. And now that because it's so competitive, the there's still you know the more recreational people dress whatever they want like you were saying and uh the more serious teams though like the big easy roller girls are in the sanctioned league and they they play at a high level they wear uniforms sports so they can still you know get like funky tights if they want but you can't have something like it's kind of like the socks. NFL with the hair it can dangle out but you know you don't want it to like yeah exactly get on it's like that business. it's getting more like that now so it's mm. it's so no rat tails. So what, what's no the object of the game in roller derby? Um, you're lucky of me because it is pretty complicated, but I'm amazing at sim- oversimplifying. Perfect. So um, it's it's the basis is it's five well, it's four four girls from each team kind of mushed together in a pack, and they start skating around the track. And then right behind them is one girl from each team who has a star in their helmet, and they're called the jammer. And really, all it is is they. They fight their way through the pack, they break out, and then they come around. The wolf pack. Yeah, (laughs) they come (laughs) around uh, as fast as they can. They catch back up to the pack, and then every girl on the other team that they lap is worth a point. Huh. So basically, when the jammers come around, everyone on your, you know, you're trying to help your jammer through and simultaneously stop the other jammer. Mm -hmm. So. It ends up, it's the only sport I can think of where both teams are scoring at the same time, so that ends up making it a pretty dynamic thing, and uh, it's actually really exciting. I went the first time just to be a good sport years ago, you know, be a good boyfriend or whatever, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'll go to anything once, but, uh, you know, the, the... 
they make a production of it. And so the, my first one was in Boston. The lights went down, and there was like intro music, and spotlights came out as they announced Ooh, everyone. There was and a big the ladies come out. Yeah, there was a roar like a of the crowd. Song they pick oh, or no? Like yeah. Yeah. in baseball, yes, do they, do they yeah. come out to like their theme songs? Ooh. Absolutely. So Big Easy is Big Frida. They love Big Frida. Uh, yes. Oh God, yeah. Yes, they, they who play, doesn't? They play Big Frida at the end, and they have a little. Dance booty, party booty too, yeah. They bounce at the end. They make the uh, the visiting team. They humiliate. The, the, usually, what happens is they humiliate the visiting team by bouncing, and then they can't, and they just look awkward in front of everyone. Oh. So it's no, it's awesome. Like Miley it. Cyrus, no, no, or no. like worse, no, like better. Freedom. Yeah, no, no they got it. A, tw- a yeah, white they, twerk is a, a not they kill a it. Twerk. They kill it. <laughs> You know? A white yeah. twerk isn't always a no, good twerk, it's ladies not and gentlemen. Always a good thing to do. No. Roller Can girls, though, they got that soul. No. Solar girls, you they're know. They're not. Yeah. They got some bounce. But if you, in if them. you are from New Orleans, I feel like you get like a, you get lumped into like maybe be okay. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got some not from New Orleans. No. It's not. Awkward. It's not an ex- exclusively Caucasian sport either. Of course. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> so there's different. I'd imagine if you're a jammer, it requires a certain body type of like sprightly. You or know, are you trying to like? My favorite thing about it, it is you is is there's so many ways to skin the cat because it's such a like chaotic situation um, that really you can't predict who's going to be good. The, the, there is maybe a little bit of a body type for a jammer. Maybe they're more agile or whatever. Mm. But um, there's there's if you can do whatever you do well, then mm. you can contribute. So there's. There's big, huge girls that are like truckosaurus and just like mm-hmm. annihilate people, and then there's little pixie girls that are nimble and mm-hmm. agile just and get on uh, in there. yeah, and everything in between. <laughs> and so it it really comes down to more like how able you are to use what you have to contribute. Yeah. So that's actually a really cool thing about the sport. Nice. But um, yeah, the jammers are usually the are the most fast and nimble because right. they are like they the do have backs. to avoid every, yeah they are the mm. running backs you would pick them first if you were in fantasy football like you would absolutely you mean fantasy yeah. derby you would mm. so tell us the website for the roller derby uh, uh, store the well our our site is uh, bruiseboutique.com and if you're in the area you know if you're in greater New Orleans or or even you know a few hours out um, come by and if you're interested and we'll explain the sport and kind of people come in with the heebie-jeebies we call them fresh meat if they're new and uh you know but it's fresh meat yeah it's not you can smell fresh meat coming in yeah Yeah, but we have uh you know discount packages to kind of get your foot in the door and we'll kind of explain it and make it less scary it's a very inviting sport at the end of the day but um it's, you know, bruisebeauty.com and we're, our store's at Vets. But also, um, this weekend is the Big Easy, you know, it has nothing to do with us, but the Big Easy Roller Girls bout is, um, they have one this weekend against Denver, and uh, it'll be really good. And uh, they're bigeasyrollergirls.com. Cool. Sweet. Beautiful. Awesome. Anybody else? Uh, we're out of time, so anybody else got anything to say? Your parting words? Sure. Andrew, where, are you playing anywhere soon? Next show is going to be September 30th, solo at Dos Efes, but the band's going to come back together. Bring the band back together. Yeah, uh, November, uh, November 7th at One-Eyed Jacks. Nice. That'll be fun. How about you, Meg? What do you think? Parting I words? got one last pitch for on behalf of the New Orleans Opera um, oh, Association. Yep. I'm trying to get younger people to get interested in it because it's a dying cause. Nobody in our age group knows about it. Yeah. It's horrible. Right. It used to be taught in schools. It was part of your everyday curriculum. So um, I joined the board to help them kind of bring a, uh, a more realistic approach to what the opera is and what they do. So with that being said, please go Google. I don't know the website address, but it's the New Orleans Opera Association and they'll have the schedule. But the first uh, performance they have is October 10th with Carmen, which is a very well-known opera. It's very easy to understand. It's mm. in another language, but they put subtitles above you. Cool. It's beautiful. It's a great date night. Go get you a drink. Go get you a dinner. Little rosé. Yeah, go get a little rosé. Go see you some opera. Get cultured. It's amazing. Beautiful. Bring your kids. Bring your friends. It's it's a great time. What's the venue? Um, it's at the Mahalia, usually. Mahalia. But cool. It, it varies, so check the website. And you can see all, there's four operas a year. It's not that many to you know go to. They have two in the... Um, fall area mm-hmm. and then two in the spring area and too cool they've got a really good lineup the the um, opera performance that they have in november is rusalka which is the story behind little mermaid 
Awesome. So awesome. for those who like cool. Little Mermaid. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Well, we got to roll out, but before we do, I believe we're going to give everybody a Hangover Destroyer, which oh, uh, oh, yeah. it's an herbal <laughs> supplement that you take before you go drinking. Down. Before. And, uh, yeah, next before time you uh, next time you think you're going to have important. a few. Take this uh, hangover destroyer before then, and you wake up feeling uh, like a million bucks. Where do we get these? Where do you get them next time? You can get them on Amazon.com. All right. If you mention happy hour, you get a discount. So uh, right, make sure you right. do that. All right, y'all. We got we to gotta hit it. And, you know, I'm just like, this is my first time hosting. Grant's you not did here. Great so. job. But you know what? Such a good job. You know, I, I, I was just thinking like 30 seconds ago, oh, shit. I got to read credits. I don't even know where they are. So I like fumbled through. <laughs> I found the credits. Good news. Thank so. God. Let's read these things, All folks. Right, baby. So our producer is Graham DePonte, associate producer and technical director Chris Kehoe, musical director Christian Unruh, musical coordinator Joshua Brown. Theme was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. For information about their wide range of sound recording equipment and software, visit www.presonus.com. If you'd like to be on the show, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. Check out our other happy hour and other shows. Out to lunch with... Peter Ricciuti, hope I said that Peter correctly, live at Commander's Palace Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic, yeah, Pajic, nailed it, True to the Game with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss, The Man Who Ate New Orleans, Ray Kanata, and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media and all that we, we are at itsneworleans.com. You can find photos from this show at itsneworleans.com and Facebook. Uh, those photos are being taken by Douglas Engel. There he is. Good man. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, Swell, and other podcasts app, thanks for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Recorded live at Wayfair Restaurant on Ferret Street, home of handcrafted food and spirits, where they put fine dining into a sandwich. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com for Andrew Duhon. Well... That's uh, Grant's line. I guess I would say uh, Grant's not here, so I am Andrew Duhon. For everybody sitting around the table, it's been a pleasure talking to you and happy hour, guys. See you next time. Thank you so Great. much. Thanks a lot. Thank you.